and this is why I love fitness and, and health because it doesn't live in the gym. What we do and what we take on mentally in a workout that scares us translates in our lives. It translates in our courage out there. This is episode number 48 with Biggest Loser trainer, Jen Wiederstrom. Welcome to Pursuing Health. I'm Julie Fouché, medical student and former CrossFit Games athlete. Here, I bring to you information and inspiration from experts and everyday individuals for how to use lifestyle to maximize health. Thank you so much for joining me. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Welcome to Pursuing Health. This is a really fun and powerful episode I recorded with Jen Wiederstrom at her home CrossFit affiliate in Studio City, California called CrossFit Horsepower. We caught up there for a workout while I was in town, and although this was only the second time I've been around Jen in person, she's incredibly down-to-earth, genuine, and easy to get to know, as I'm sure you'll hear in this episode. A little bit of background about her. She grew up outside of Chicago and competed in gymnastics growing up. She then transitioned into track and field where she competed in throws for the University of Kansas. After that, she transitioned to fitness modeling and finally became a personal trainer. She appeared on American Gladiators in 2008 and has been a trainer on NBC's The Biggest Loser since 2015. She's also been doing CrossFit since 2012 and has made appearances on the CrossFit Horsepower Regional Team in 2013 and 14. In this episode, we talk about Jen's own athletic background and some of her struggles with yo-yo dieting and exercising prior to finding CrossFit, as well as how CrossFit helped to change her perspective and her experience as a trainer on The Biggest Loser. Before we get started, I have a few quick reminders. First, if you're enjoying the podcast, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and consider giving it a five-star rating. You can also head to my website, juliefouché.com, where you can enter your email to stay in the loop with the podcast and everything else I'm doing with my bi-weekly newsletter. I'm also always looking for inspiring stories to share. So if you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send your story to me at info at juliefouché.com, and I'll select some to share here on future episodes. If you're interested in training with me, check out my program through Beyond the Whiteboard. This is the actual training that I do now, five days per week, one hour per day, scheduled out for you minute by minute from warm-up to cool down. We also have a train-on-the-go program that's perfect for helping you get your workouts in on vacation or during a busy week at home. There's still a couple days left on our free trial that ends February 12th, so don't miss the opportunity to check it out. For more info, visit beyondthewhiteboard.com forward slash Julie Fouché. Finally, please remember that although I'm nearing graduation from medical school, this podcast is meant to share the experiences of individuals and does not provide medical advice. So with that, let's get started here with episode number 48 of Pursuing Health featuring Jen Wiederstrom. Well, welcome to my podcast, Pursuing Health. I'm so excited to be here with Jen Wiederstrom. 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 But it's not W, it's W-I-E or just W-I? W-I-D. I-D, okay. It's Swedish, so it's like Wiederstrom. Ah, okay, because I'm used to German, which is like, normally it would be like W-I-E. Which I am German. Oh, interesting. But it's a Swedish last name. Okay, well, welcome to Pursuing Health. We're here with Jen Wiederstrom. (laughs) This interview's over. (laughs) And I'm so excited that we finally made this happen. Me too. And you have so many exciting things going on, so I want to talk about those. But I know that you are a Midwest girl and grew mm-hmm. up in Chicago. Yep. So I thought maybe we could start talking about that because I'm from Michigan and 
It's not Chicago, but it is the Midwest. So. It's no wonder we got along. Like literally, <laughs> okay, I have to, before we even go there, it was so fun because obviously I've known who you are from a farm. I've dabbled in CrossFit, you know, before we made it the super region, I got to compete on a team a couple times uh-huh. here at Horsepower. And I felt really special about myself. And so to be at the Mind Body Green Summit, mm-hmm. And if Julie come into like the hotel gym <laughs> and I had just done what I thought was a pretty rockin' workout, you came right up to me. You're like, hi. And I was like, hi. <laughs> and I thought, oh God, she thinks I'm someone else. There's no, no- <laughs> I totally, I cause I think I knew you were coming cause I had seen you on the, oh, list, the list of people. Okay. Okay. And so I was going to do a workout at the hotel gym and I'm like, oh, I don't really want to go. What yeah. am I going to do? And I see all you guys in there doing crossfit stuff and i'm like yes my people <laughs> but i was so sure you didn't know who i was i was like uh, and it happens to me a lot people think i've had paparazzi take pictures of me and, and be like hey anna or i'm like hey like i don't want to ruin their day yeah. so i assumed you didn't no idea who i was you thought i was someone else and i was finished up with andrew connor and steve over yes. at reebok so anyway you come right up you're like hi and i was like hi, hi. and then you, and you asked if we were still working yeah. out and of course we just finished yep and then we kept going. And then I just dragged you in you're to like, do something else. But can I'm we, like, you're like, okay. Just do something else with then, me, please. <laughs> she's pretty menacing. I'm telling you. You think this is a, this is all an act. So then we do a whole other workout, which yeah. was great. And then that was that. Super fun. So yeah, that's what, what was kind of cool. And you talked about your podcast and pursuing health. It's funny because it's not just on this podcast. It's not just in the conversations you're having. It's literally in life. You're pursuing it and you pursued yes. it with us and you had the conversation and I did more I, and I worked harder because you were there. You helped me pursue it for myself. It was so just a really true. neat, accidental, so awesome. <laughs> anyway, so back to Chicago in the Midwest. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's funny. I'm Well, so my folks, I should say, because people that are listening and mm-hmm. watching are going to say, oh, you really from Chicago? <laughs> Answer's no. My parents were city kids. Okay. And then when they uh, decided to hook up and marry and make babies, they moved us out to the suburbs like Naperville, okay. Lyle, uh, Word Up team, Lyle, <laughs> Naperville. And then was there my whole life and then went to KU for school. Okay. And then when I moved back to the to Chicago, I ended up going to Lincoln Park. Okay. So I had some living so time were, there. You were living in the city for some time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you were always very active growing up. What were you doing? Playing sports? Or? So it's, you know, my parents are both coaches. And so my mom was a gymnastics, volleyball, uh, wow. like coach, PE teacher. And my dad did wrestling and football. And so for us, we, they wanted us to move. Like yeah. my brother, by the way, is like six, five, which I don't know what happened to the height. Cause <laughs> I, my sister's five, five, I'm five, six. My brother's like, which is totally not that fair. Gene, yeah. yeah. Um, and you have two siblings then? Two siblings. Okay. So Kristen's the oldest and Eric's the youngest, but Eric is probably six, five and 280 but even though he yeah. turned out that way when we were three four five my parents started us all in gymnastics okay you know it's the walking in the beam it's right. carrying your your carpet square right. and you, you do your butt drops playing the game right yeah. because it it, it, it kind of it doesn't kind of it creates this sense of uh, body coordination and mm-hmm. movement in space and a little bit of a strength and balance and all that stuff yeah. and so it was the one uh, for me like my sisters got tattoos and played music and I was like Jenny the gymnast <laughs> you know so um, so anyway I did gymnastics for my entire life starting lifting weights a little with my dad in the basement like okay. we did like but like five pound weights okay, you know okay. and but like barbells or like dumbbells dumbbell weights because okay. I was only eight or nine. Oh, this is really young oh okay. young. young but my my dad still claims that I was my best event was gymnastics <laughs> uh, was was bars because he's like it's the weight training <laughs> I'm like okay Norm no uh, it's so true I once I started doing CrossFit I went back to try to do my gymnastics stuff and the bars were so much easier right because you have so I mean it still becomes yeah. one of my greatest assets and even though I don't have to work as hard as most women do because it was ingrained when I was young yeah. on the position and, the, and the, I mean 
the and even the lifting with my dad mm-hmm. and now doing CrossFit, I kind of joke. I'm like, God, thank God that that ten years of gymnastics <laughs> finally is paying off somewhere right. cool. <laughs> um, so anyway, so I did that for a long time, and then high school started doing team gymnastics there, but then did diving and then okay. some track. But I was one of those athletes that was never great at anything. I yep. just was kind of good at a lot of things. Yep. So I feel you on I that. I played the middle. Yeah, which was Same fun. Here. You know. Same here. I didn't get into the diving, but that was kind of a common trend for the gymnasts going to diving and then right. track and field and pole vaulting in the spring. And I did that. I did the track and field. But What events did you do? Um, I did sprints, like 100, 200, and then I did pole vault. Oh, of course. And, yeah. Um, it's funny because then once I was in CrossFit, I was a much better endurance athlete, but I was never like that growing up. I was always more of a power athlete. Oh, so. uh, how long? Okay, now, now I got questions. Yeah. Because I, <laughs> so out of high school, then I went to track. Right. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I went, when I went to college, I actually walked on the rowing team. Oh, I thought, oh, this would be great. Yeah. I'm done with gymnastics. I'm going to try a different sport. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I don't regret because rowing, I still have some of my best friends to this day for oh, that awesome. in rowing. I was the worst on the team. I would work so hard. <laughs> I was like lifting like barbells. I was like really natural and yeah. strong. And I had the worst times. And I would improve like on the erg scores, like right. your 2K times, yep. a big, you know, um, benchmark. Mm-hmm. I would improve by like 20, 30 seconds and still have the worst time on the team. <laughs> like I would, you know, any any opportunity to stop and break, I didn't have the endurance. Yeah. And so then I ended up, um, the throws coach and the rowing coach were really good friends. Oh, okay. And so Doug, my throws coach, was watching me, like we all shared the same weight room at this point. Okay. Watching me train and lift. And so... He goes to the, the rowing coach and says, wow, she's like a great athlete, huh? <laughs> she like, I mean, she's only a freshman or something, yeah. or whatever I was new. And, and he, Coach Catloth was like, oh, God, no. She's she's slow. She's actually pretty. <laughs> she struggles, you know? And he was, like, very nice about it. And Doug said, well, can I can I take her? Can I turn her into a hammer thrower? Yeah. And Rob's like, yeah, that's up to her. But, uh, like, you know, I was like, there's the A boat. There's yeah. the B boat. Then there's, like, a four boat. And then there's a boat after that. I was, like, in one of those ones. Like, where we were so close. It's like the coach couldn't even, like, the the coach had to stay in their boat with like the fast boats. Yeah. So I just didn't have that endurance quality, which is why I'm so curious to find out how you turned it over. Because yeah. up to that point, I was at at max. Mm-hmm. You know what's a floor routine? Sixty. Uh, like a minute well, Seventy-five minutes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Seventy-five minutes. Oh gosh. Oh god. <laughs> seventy-five minute floor routine. Could you imagine? Uh, but a 75 second floor routine yeah. and even that gassed me. Oh yeah. So I started throwing and that was great. I'm like, Oh my God, I get the lift heavy. We, I mean, I remember I was snatching mm-hmm. almost 200 pounds. That's insane. Like don't, I'm like, just whoop. So I was squatting. My squat max was 315. Oh my word. I, I look back at my scores. I called coach. I was like, bud, check the Is scores. Is this real? <laughs> check the score because I have my logs. I'm a Virgo and I hoard <laughs> things. So I have every I was doing sets of 275 for four, three and four. And I thought, I mean, I remember passing out in the gym because (laughs) like on front rack, like on front squats, it's like against your artery. (laughs) You know what I mean? So anyway, it was so much, it was so much fun. But again, it worked this system of velocity, power, you know, coordination, fast speed and hammer, Mm -hmm. but just power and application into that speed force of, you know, obviously what's, what's the, you're smarter than me. Uh, uh, radius times speed equals distance. That's a hammer throw. Okay. <laughs> radius. Then we divide. There's an equation. Somebody needs to write, <laughs> write us. Okay. But we're blanking on our high blanking. school physics right um, now. But, you know, it, so it worked for me. So that's where, like, sports came in. And then it was funny. That's why I was so interested. Going into 
to CrossFit. Mm-hmm. I remember my first day yeah. here. When did you when did you start CrossFit? So I was at uh, you know a, a, a clothing store, mm-hmm. and the owner of our gym, Dan Wells, had come in. Oh, that's what it was. So I had worked <laughs> at Lululemon for like five seconds. Okay, uh-huh. and. Dan, because I chose to be an employee, I could no longer be the ambassador for this new store here in Studio City. So we needed to find another ambassador and Dan Wells, okay? So I've been hearing about CrossFit and this this loser with a (laughs) mohawk and CrossFit, 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 everything. I was like, okay. Uh, Hi, pal. What's up? And he wanted to teach a CrossFit class in our store. Okay. I thought, you are not teaching what you've been kettlebells in here and I was really against it yeah. and by the end of the conversation I really respected because I had not learned about CrossFit the, what the, the functional really. training yeah. the way that it was set up the community aspect uh his passion for it and I was like okay you can teach a class here for sure and then he's like so are you going to take the class because like what are you doing <laughs> I was like well and, and at that point my favorite term is FDO do you know this no for display only oh okay so I haven't I, heard that one I looked fit Mm-hmm. But the, the but nowhere near my level of ability in in any of my sports or mm-hmm. in conditioning and strength nothing, and he goes I can see it in you you what you do gymnastics what yeah. you did tri- you did only lifting you I, have that you fire have, in just, you yeah please please come come, and I'm thinking at this point I was like just turning thirty mm-hmm. it was out of his mind I mean for me yeah. I've stood on my I mean I was a walk on I ended up earning a scholarship I love being at the Big Twelve like I'm like hanging him up I don't need to try anymore right. And yet I found that I'd really missed that sense of community and working with people, mm-hmm. that sense of uh, working towards something. Yeah. yeah. You know, in, in it, and this is why I love fitness and, and health because it doesn't live in the gym. Right. What we do or what we take on mentally in a workout that scares us translates in our lives. It translates in our courage out mm-hmm. there. And so I reluctantly, I mean, it probably took me a few weeks to go, <laughs> came in here and it was great because it was five rounds. Mm-hmm. I will never forget five rounds. 10 power cleans at 95 pounds. Okay. Joke. I was like, fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I could, I, I was power clean 200 in college. I was like, I can, I can do that. I'm fine. Half the weight. It's my, it's my warm up, mm-hmm. And then 10 burpees. So 10 and 10, okay. five rounds. Wow. Gasser. So, <laughs> which you exactly, your reaction is like, that. I go, oh, <laughs> easy. <laughs> I get through the 10 pretty well. And the burpees, I was like, oh, <laughs> what is I'd this? never done a burpee in my life, yeah. like ever at 30 years old. So then I was like, Okay, well, that, that was kind of rough. And I got back to the bar, and I was like, I don't I never had to do had to feel 10, that, bur- yeah. 10 burpees and then have to move a heavy barbell. Yeah. Or they worry about my grip, or I never learned how grip ever. Wow. And I barely get through that, by the way, round two yeah, of five. five. <laughs> and then I do a burpee. I uh-huh. get up. Okay, I go down. I put my head to the side. <laughs> We've all done it. <laughs> I did it last week on the and sevens. I, <laughs> and I laid. Yeah. And the the girl that's like, oh, it's her. It's Jen's first time. She's yeah. like, you got it. You got it. Get up. Get up. Get up. And I'm like. <sighs> and I was just blown away. And I did yeah. it. And I, let's tell you what, scared me so bad. I didn't realize how much mental it would take, how much my strength is being good at the one thing yeah. that far right or whatever far one-sided of just being strong mm-hmm. and how undeveloped it was as a full athlete mm-hmm. so it blew my mind and then i remember there was like for six months and i mean i've admitted to, to people i 
like love me. Yeah. But um, never publicly. But I remember <laughs> if if there was running yeah. or burpees on the workout, like you walk and you see the board. Yep. I I bought a protein bar and I left. You were out. I was like ready to go and I was like. No, actually, I've got something. I'm just, oh, wait, this is good. I have no idea. I charge my account. I'm yeah. out of here. Because it made me so nervous. So it's interesting. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Did you finish that first workout or did you stop after the second I round? wouldn't have quit. No. I think it took me longer than I should have and my ego was hurting for yeah. a while. Yeah, Because this other girl, by the way, as athletes, you kind of look around the room, you think. Right, I can do this. I can do that. And this, yeah. this cute skinny girl, Laura. She did her workout. She went first. And I was like, oh, how long did it take? I did not beat her. <laughs> no. And that's what was so neat. You have to respect the room, your teammates, like yep. where you're at. But, okay, so back to my question. How did you get over it? <laughs> it so took me time. It's actually funny because it's something I realized after the fact. Um, I, think, I think it was just my larger volume of training when I was oh. training for competition. And I would have really high volume of training and I, the first time I really realized it was in 2012 there was an event that was basically just a sprint down and back on the football field and I got definitely the bottom five like I made it I wasn't last place but I was yeah. like pretty darn close and I was <laughs> like I used to run I used to sprint I was pretty good in high school I wasn't the best but I was like the second fastest girl on the team yeah like why am I doing so bad in the sprinting event and then I would do really well in these longer endurance events and it was huh. just very eye-opening but I was talking to someone I was actually talking to Chris Hinshaw about it last weekend and thinking about how my training was structured and it was a lot of high volume and I definitely did shorter workouts and more power you know we went for one rep maxes we did that kind of stuff but I think doing the higher volume it just helped me kind of transition and maybe that like is what my um no I think I think physically like I think that actually my um my like body and my fast slow twitch muscle fibers were probably actually more towards an endurance athlete oh. but maybe in high school I just the thought of running long wasn't very exciting to right. me and so I just never even tried it that's an interesting thing to think about I mean so then what scary what I mean what would scare you more, a chipper or a short one? I like, well, I like both of those things. Yeah, yeah, okay. So what does scare you? Or does anything scare you anymore? I don't know. I mean, I think even even now, still the longer ones, I think, scare me more because I, just, I think mentally, for me, a longer event is just more daunting like so what what's what's the fear and how do you get over it because like this is something that i really want to know yeah which i'm like <laughs> I'm all, i know people want to know is it the can i last will my tank run out yeah what does it become yeah i think so and it's just the long like long period of suffering i think <laughs> remember that event it was probably it was the 50s chipper for you girls two years ago yep and becca voigt won the region here mm -hmm. in socal and all the girls come off the rower before her. Mm -hmm. All the girls finish the box jumps. Like everyone's at like a station or two ahead yep. of Becca. And she did not change her pace. Yep. And she just went, got the wall balls down, yep. got the, 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 it was like the dips and then boom, boom. And she yeah. hit a time. That I don't think any other region beat. Well, <laughs> uh, so actually. Oh, did somebody beat it? Did you beat her? <laughs> I think I had the record for that oh. workout. <laughs> But this is so but it was the same story. Okay, so they okay. like basically all my times because like then they went back and analyzed like what were my splits on each of the events and they were all dead even like on the way down and on the way back. Oh. And I don't it's not something that I'm consciously thinking about. But I think that like 
Oh, like you're I saying, just good your row time pacing. was replicated. Yeah, your like, box time was replicated yeah, down and back. Yeah, or if not, I was even a little bit faster coming back. Like I just have always naturally, I think, been good at pacing myself in longer workouts. I don't know. Okay, so then, okay, personal question. So I, or not personal, like. <laughs> we can get personal. Yeah, we, we will. <laughs> um, but, so where I struggle is knowing that I, I'm actually pretty resilient when the bar gets heavy for people. Mm-hmm. I still can move it pretty well. Mm-hmm. But, so here's my for instance, a few days ago, it was, it was like from CrossFit New England, and it was three rounds, mm-hmm. 30 hand cleans at 85, 115. Okay. 30 unbroken wall balls. Ooh. Yeah. 30 calorie row. Three rounds. And I was reading it, I go, you know, uh, barbell work is a party for me. Wall balls, ugh. And now I got to keep, I'm broken. That's mm-hmm. a little bit of a trigger. Yeah. Rowing, I'm not in love with. I don't like run to the rower. Right. But I can you deal can suffer with through it. it. Yeah. I can deal with it. But I also get heady in the wrong day and a thousand meter sprint mm-hmm. and like four minutes in, I'm like, I'm only halfway and right. I'll, I'll literally put the handle down. I'll have a conversation with myself. So yep. it's a give or take, yep. you know, the day. So I look at the workout. I'm like, this isn't too terrible. I, I think it should be okay. What's this like a 10 minute workout? And then I got to the gym and saw people finishing the mm-hmm. workout, which never do that. Never, <laughs> never, ever. And people are like, whoa. And the best girl that at that, at that point had done it like 18 minutes and mm-hmm. change. And I go, this is almost double what I thought it yeah. would take. And so now I'm getting a little bit worried. And then I was thinking about doing the protein bar leaving thing. Right. It doesn't disappear. <laughs> you know, no matter how far I come in my fitness. Everyone I, you know, has that. We yeah. have our little thing. And I go, no. Like for me, my confidence builds when I do it through completion. Mm-hmm. With the open coming, yep. I want to put myself in scenarios that make me feel uncomfortable. And when I succeed through them, mm-hmm. I walk into any open workout said, remember that time you were nervous and it had pull-ups and now you've got pull-ups again? You're going to be okay. Because yep. I've already proven yep. that I can. So that's why for me, I need to make sure I keep moving. But anyways, I go through this workout like pretty fast. Like, I mean, I think my time was like 16 minutes. Oh, nice. Okay, 16 yeah. and change. The only two people that beat me in the gym were a couple like taller gentlemen, mm-hmm. which this is that their kind of workout, yeah, right? Yeah, totally. And then what, what what bothered me is I thought never really got ugly. Like maybe you should have pushed yourself harder. So yes. So how do it's you a know? So that's struggle. like yes. th- this isn't like a pet. Of, I was right. thinking, man. I mean, I pushed more at the end of the mm-hmm. row. I took. My second set of unbroken wall balls, mm-hmm. I took 15 seconds. I'm like, totally set. We go. Yep. And then after my, my third round, I was getting a little bit no- nervous yep. here. I took 25 seconds. Mm-hmm. And I, it never really, again, it never got ugly. So yeah. how do we know when? Yeah. Well, I like, think. How do you gauge that? I, mean, I, I think it's part of the learning process. So, like, yeah. I think it's good to sometimes leave the gym and feel like, you know what? I probably could have given a little bit more because then you know next time. So it's a remember. Yeah. I don't think, like, I think it's like you're constantly dancing with that line. Like, you know, if you're killing yourself every day and, like, you don't want to push yourself to the point where your form is breaking down and you're going to injure yourself, but at the same time, you need to have intensity to get the results. So I think it's a constant... Do you you're think constantly you, dancing on that line. Do you think you've you just something. done enough wads where that's where you know the feedback and that's how you know your body so well? I think it helps. I think, like yeah. you said, the more experience you have, the more workouts you do, you learn something from every workout and then you get better at it. But I still, like, even now, I think you have to have those things that hold you accountable. So, like, when I was training specifically for competition, every day I was pushing myself harder because I knew that was my end goal. Mm. Now it's like if I don't push myself right to that red line every day – 
no one's going to know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's harder because I think I, I require some more external motivation. It helps 100%. me when I work out with other people who push me because, um, because it's just that natural. It's what you get in any gym. Like having someone around you pushing themselves is going to help you do the same. That's a really so good I just point. try to I mean, put myself in that environment. I wanted to do half the ugly workouts we did without the team behind me. Oh, yeah. I mean, totally. no way. Like, knowing when we would make regionals and I would program for us, uh, they're not – it gets ugly. Yeah. And for me, I mentally feel I persevere um, and my passion goes up, my accountability goes up because mm-hmm. I'm like, if I don't put in – I'm not, it's not just me. This isn't just, this isn't just, I'm not just training as a civilian. There's a team of people that are working totally. here day in, day out that count on my performance. Yeah. And it's what I, it's what gets me over the edge to push. But like, and then that's why actually going in like this year, we're mm-hmm. looking to do an open, do really well at the open. We've got yep. a lot of great girls, a lot of great guys. And I'm one of those people that I can fill some gaps mm-hmm. given the, the right work, right, uh, right combinations. Right. And plus, there's that fear of one of our people go individual, right? Which is, by the you way, the most amazing up. thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, as we want, I mean, how exciting for, to make individual in the SoCal regional. Yeah. But if she goes, she takes her scores with her, mm-hmm. and for me not to to be prepared to to, to fill those to gaps, step up. yeah, totally, right? Because I think in the past that wasn't the case, right? The scores would stay, and the person uh, could go you individual. You could switch people out. Yeah, yeah, it's true. That happened to us once. Mm-hmm. So, so true. But anyway. speaking of that, and speaking Sorry. of accountability, yeah. I want to go back to. After college. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're into, like, how do you make that? You, we talked about how you got into CrossFit, but what happened in between there? How did you end up deciding that you wanted to actually help people get healthy and go um, to training? It's such a funny thing. So uh, my degree is in sports administration. Okay. I thought, I'm going to, like, work with the sports team or uh, work in their marketing stuff. Okay. Or, um, or even I thought about working back at KU and, you know, and working yeah. with, at my alma mater. There's a, there's a great position called the senior women's administrator, which is what you oversee a lot of the female sports and you help a lot of the college athletes transition from college life and success there to mm-hmm. life after. A lot of times I think there's a loss of identity. Absolutely. Because I remember, and I, and I, cause I, and I hit it. I hit the wall of up to the day I graduated. Mm-hmm. You're like, Jen. What's going on? Yeah. I go, oh, so much. I'm uh, actually a D1 athlete at the University of Kansas. Yeah, I've earned a scholarship in hammer throw. Placed at the conference meet. It was really fun. Went to nationals. Oh, oh academically, I'm working on a degree in sports administration. Yeah. And I've got – and all these titles and um, identity is there. Yep. And because I did that, I never actually had to work on who I really was. And then, so oops, I graduate. And, hey, Jen, what's up? <laughs> like today? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and I would have to search. And yeah. I mean, I, at that point I was, I was, uh, interviewing for, for my degree, mm-hmm. not getting hired. So I'm bartending in my hometown. Mm-hmm. No shame in that, by the way. Like, it's just like, I, mm-hmm. it, it saved me. It kept yeah. my, I paid my bills. Yeah. So I was bartending and waiting tables and then not getting hired and then bartending and waiting tables and not getting hired for the other job. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh God, well now what do I do? Yeah. And then I was seriously considering going back to KU and then I done fitness modeling, like one photo shoot. Okay. Again, still no connection to health and fitness. Mm-hmm. Training for performance, which is what I did my whole life, mm-hmm. is very different than health and fitness and pursuing health, mm-hmm. pun intended, right? <laughs> so I just was executing for action, executing right. t- to win my medal right. and to keep my scholarship. So now here I, here I am, by the way, eating the same way I did in college, yep. which if I would commonly have a Chipotle burrito, finish up and be like, 
I think I'm going to get another one. Do yeah. You, do you, I'm going to hop back in line. <laughs> Anybody extra guac? Yeah. Okay. And have no problem doing that and didn't see anything wrong. Yeah. But my training was at such a level, you which it's got to be similar yeah. from when you were training for the games and stuff. You, you just go through the calories so it doesn't show up anywhere. And you kind of go through the fuel mm-hmm. so it doesn't really bog you down. Right. So now here I am, you know, eating the same way, trying to fitness model, and now I'm crash dieting for photo shoots, okay. and then binging the night after to be like, whoa, Oreo cookies right. and pizza and whatever, <laughs> and then I'd have a shoot again and crash. So I was kind of yo-yoing Yo-yo. again, training, eating for performance, now this time for the outside, totally yep. FDO. Yep. I'm not squatting, I'm not moving, I think I'm doing the Stairmaster. This is a time in my life where portable DVD players are really cool. Oh, yeah. So I would have my little leg... Like my little whoop, like on my stairmaster, Up on the stairmaster, yeah. And I was watching CSI <laughs> episodes. Just all day. And when the when the episode concluded, I knew I could get off the stairmaster. Okay. I mean, and everything I know of health and fitness, I'm like, wait, you, you just climbed the stairs for 42 minutes? That's all you did? You didn't stretch. You didn't yeah. do any kind of core. You didn't do any kind of strength training. Uh, you went out and it was half off wine night somewhere. So I'm <laughs> drinking a bottle of wine, not not fueling afterwards. I mean, right. I had no idea. And so in the mix of all that, American Gladiators, the casting directors, saw my pictures in the magazines, okay. which I will, the pictures are hilarious, I'll send you. <laughs> and they thought, hey, I get an email, will you come audition for Gladiators? Yeah. I thought it was a joke, I have really funny friends, I've been a Gladiator for Halloween multiple <laughs> times. I was like, I, I remember I sent them, I'm Is like, I got real? the outfit, I got it. <laughs> so sure enough, it's not fake. I go, I audition, they pick me, I become Phoenix, I've got pink hair, <laughs> tiny uniform uh-huh. and I basically get to wrestle around with like Gina Carano and like all these like fitness and wow. uh, and uh, like greats and all these health fields yeah so seasons of that go maybe short run one mm-hmm. or two seasons gets canceled okay now what and this was at the precipice of where what am I gonna do here can I go back to bartending because that doesn't really fulfill me anymore i've had this step towards tv yeah what where do i live and now once again i had made my identity about the show about what i looked like Mm -hmm. about being on tv and therefore because that was my identity that was my worth Mm -hmm. and when you took those things away what did i have left right and it was a really hard time what was that like yeah what were you going through i i remember the money i made on gladiators i somehow stretched for six months I didn't, I barely worked out. I was like a total depression because mm-hmm. I thought, what am I supposed to do here? Mm-hmm. And I had spent so much time trying to look a certain way and be a certain way that I really spent no time identifying what made me happy. Mm-hmm. What was I passionate about? What do I do? Yeah. And I remember I, I had the conversation with my parents. I had the conversation with a couple of mentors of mine from KU. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, I know I can't stay here. Mm-hmm. And but had nowhere to go. Right. But I know this isn't what I need to be doing, there, but I have no idea where right. I should and be. It, and there's a sense in us where we're given the instinct, the mm-hmm. intuition to feel what I, I feel like we have got a compass at the time. I had no idea what that went, but mm-hmm. we make decisions and we have a feeling that mm-hmm. starts from here. When I saw you today, you walk, I'm like, ah, Julie. <laughs> and I literally, I had a lift in my chest. It's a buzz. It's happiness. It's butterflies. Yep. It's, it's joy. And it's, a, to me, a trigger that says, yes. This is the right direction. This is the right direction. Yes. And then the opposite, of course, is a sink. If to just stay and go back to bartending and not mm-hmm. challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not about bartending. It's about not challenging myself, right? right? Um, and the sink was what I felt, the thought of 
I'm like, yeah. can I keep this up? Kind of taking I the easy way, the comfortable totally way. Comfortable. Yeah. Comfort made me sick. I felt yeah. so heavy and nauseous. And so I thought, okay, I started some relationships and friendship in LA here. Let me just take a peek. Mm-hmm. My mentor, my parents were like, listen, home is always going to be here. Yeah. Go. I really didn't have enough money. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I thought, I'm just going to go and check it out. I've got enough money to last me a few months, and let's just see how it goes. So I remember yeah. I drove across the country. I, like, pinged all these nice. cities, you know, where all my I friends like everyone were. everyone should do that. Yeah. It was, oh, my God. And by the way, I had, like, a 98 <laughs> Ford Explorer. It was rusted. I I couldn't. I could see out my rear view. Actually, no, I couldn't because it was loaded to the top. Uh-huh. I could see out my side windows, and yeah. that's it. It, it, you know. Uh, you know, th- I didn't even like this is before like like smartphones. Right. There's no. There's you had no, like a map. There's like no a paper map. <laughs> I had a paper map <laughs> and I had directions written down yeah. like 80 west, you know, 35 yeah. south. <laughs> um, and then what was it? And then the K. And then and then there's another road from Kansas to Denver that's west. Yeah. And, I, that's I, and you have to look. You're like, how many miles? And I look at the speedometer, not the speedometer, the, yeah. the, the, the mileage yeah, tracker. Yeah. <gasps> I'm like, what if I miss my turn? And then, oh my god, it was so great. What a crazy world we lived in. Oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> so I finally got here, and I remember crying. I remember thinking, you idiot, <laughs> what did you just do? I'm renting a house in uh, somewhere in the hills. Yeah. I was paying way too much for the room. I looked at my finances. I thought, what are you doing? What are you doing three months? Right. You're so stupid. I'm shaming myself because now I'm scared. So, of course, the voice of not reason but of emotion right. and, you know, being hard on myself came through. And then I remember that my, my roommate at the time, I, who I'd never met, says, hey, it's weird. You already have, like, a piece of mail. <laughs> I know. What is that? Was it, like, a Bed Bath & Beyond <laughs> coupon? Like, what, it, you know? And it turned out to be my tax return from the government and it was like uh, 15,000 or 13,000 dollars from all the no taxes I paid on gladiators one year earlier I remember I started bawling because I remember I asked God on the way there I'm like you know what listen bro <laughs> uh, and I, I always call him bro or yeah. something I don't know yeah. uh, and I was like hey bud uh I need to know that this is right and yeah of course I was like I got there I bawled and I got this piece of mail which that money gave me instead of three months it doubled the time Mm -hmm. and it allowed me to say okay there's purpose here and i met this guy mark carreri he's the owner of this uh, pulse fitness studio in the valley and i just wanted to work he owned a gym yeah so i'm gonna get to your answer soon this is a big play by (laughs) she's almost to the gym (laughs) yeah i'm almost to a gym and i thought oh this is great yeah he'll hire me to run the like if you're an employee you don't have to pay to work oh, out then you can work out I don't there. have any money yeah. this is awesome I want to work the front desk he goes I think you should be a trainer <laughs> I go oh no 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 I don't no 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 I don't know I don't want, I'm not a trainer I don't, yeah. don't want to coach I don't want to ugh no way <laughs> he goes no really I really think you should do this wow. and I was like Re- okay well can I work out for free and then I watch you you know all yeah. I want is a free place yeah. to train and so sure enough Mark let me come to his classes for about a month okay for free just observing and shadowing mm-hmm. and working out and then he gave me a couple classes wow and so I started teaching and the joy I felt from seeing people win to yeah. see someone's top speed at a 5-0 was like ah, you're doing it <laughs> which is like you know other people maybe it was a 9-0 yeah and it was it was a combination of like treadmill and weights and okay. bands and kind of like a nice interval vibe okay and I got to play whatever music I wanted and I got to create what I wanted and my classes to start it with like one two two three people turned mm-hmm. into six seven eight turned mm-hmm. into 20 22 24 yeah 
you know, over the course of this time, people are asking me to privately train them. I say, oh, no, no, I'm, I'll just tune you for free. Yeah. So I'm training people for free. <laughs> I'm doing free meal plans. I'm doing classes. And I had done fitness modeling again. And all this movement in this realm, I started to see movement has nothing to do with performance. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does if you're an athlete and yeah. that's your paid profession and yep. I understand. But movement makes us better. Movement is my therapy. Movement clears your head. Mm-hmm. It builds your confidence. When, when I would go and run on a treadmill, which I was terrible at running, to run for 60 seconds straight was hard. Mm-hmm. And then to hit a minute 30 and then to hit two minutes yep. and then to have a teacher say, all right, we're going to do a five-minute run. Dread, oh my God, oh my God. And I <laughs> did it. Yeah. And I started to see the way it changed me. I started yeah. to see the way the challenges, being up against that wall, and then just considering what was possible if mm-hmm. I bet on myself. Mm-hmm. So now I start to understand this whole different level of psychology, yeah. behavior, success, joy, growth, all of these things that came just through movement. Yeah. Even, and by the way, it includes the kitchen. If I say, okay, Jules, I want you to pack a snack and I want you to eat it every day this week, yeah. five days in a row. And you do it, you're mm-hmm. like, oh my God, Jen. I win. Yeah. I, I did it. <laughs> to see that, like, I said I was going to do X and I completed X and that makes me feel good, strong, mm-hmm. capable. And I, I, it just blew my mind that, I mean, I'm sure there are better trainers out there than me. I'm sure there are smarter trainers that are out there, that there are techniques. I mean, people like Kelly Sturette, the way he can open up your body, I was like, I don't know, man. I do, I do like arm circles, you know, but, you know, I, I continue to be a student. Yeah. But I continue to observe the way movement just changed people. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that's really what it did it for me because I, I, it changed me so much. Because honestly, when I, a lot of fitness modeling, I was working out for the waistline. Right. Again, it was just, and this is all, by the way, before CrossFit. Right. Well before. I just need to look a certain way to be successful, and that's my value. Mm -hmm. But if I didn't look that way, or if I made a food decision that didn't correlate with that, right. Then, then I was failing. And then I felt shame. worthless. And, yeah. I mean, I literally got to the point where I was educated so much in training and understood food and understood digestion mm-hmm. that I knew that if I, you know, um, because of that science, mm-hmm. there was one time I, I had like a, a huge meal, way over eight, extra dessert. And then I started feeling guilty and shame. Mm-hmm. And by the way, this is me, the peak of training. Yeah. Clients, people are coming to me for help. And I thought, oh my God, it's been less than five minutes. Okay, if I throw up now, the di- it actually hasn't started digesting yet. It's just right, it's right here. Mm-hmm. And the thought that I was considering, considering it, yeah. throwing up to get rid of the calories, it scared me. And I thought, this goes so much deeper. What am I working towards? Yeah. What am I fighting for? I could be a size zero. I wouldn't make this any happier. Right. And I think that's what CrossFit really did for me. I have to credit that CrossFit community and the movement and the way you show mm-hmm. up for each other because I, I wasn't placing value on completion and, mm-hmm. and moving because it made me feel better. Mm-hmm. It was all external, just like I had done in college, just right. like I had done in Gladiators. Right. And here I am, almost 30 years old, doing it again. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out why. I mean, at this point, I was doing work with men's and women's health. I had been doing projects for MSN as a fitness mm-hmm. expert. Biggest Loser twice had come to me yeah. asking me to be on the show or to audition for the show mm-hmm. and not getting it. And I was like, well, what the f- What? <laughs> yeah. What am I doing wrong? Right. And I never understood it was because I didn't understand and value who I was. Mm-hmm. The moment I got me and mm-hmm. put 
and valued that over anything, yeah, it changed my life. The next time, I mean, Loser brought me in for Lucky Number Three, and I I got the show mm-hmm. not because I was trying to be who I thought they wanted me to be. Right, you're being this yourself. Me. This yeah. is what I do. One thing I figured out, and this is not ego, this is fact, mm-hmm. and I think it's something that you've harnessed for yourself, and I think people that are successful get it. No one can do what I can do. Yep. Nobody. I can't be you. Yep. I can't. And you can't be me. And I love that. Yeah. We can we can synergize our efforts like this, our passion. That's why you and I became friends like in an instant. Yeah. It's it's no matter your job, no matter what you're doing, no one can do what you can do. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a power in that. There's a passion in that. And I, that needs to be for people's first step in every room with their eyes off the ground, knowing that what it is that I'm doing is me. Mm-hmm. And I also realize that our purpose has nothing to do with what we're doing. Like, it's who we are. Right. You like doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. I love being on it. This is something we're doing. Right. It's not, it's not my life's purpose. Who you are mm-hmm. is the purpose. Who, the, way you, you, the way you brought me Starbucks today, it's the way you treated the barista. It's the way you interacted with the, all my friends here that wanted right. to meet you. Right. That's who you're supposed to. That's your purpose. Absolutely. And that's the thing. It's like I, I feel like because I finally harnessed that and stopped trying to do what I thought someone might want me to do mm-hmm. or say, whether it was for a job, whether it was a guy I liked and wanted to date, mm-hmm. whether it was a client that I needed to let be honest with, I let that lead the way and every door is open for me. How, what was it that helped you make that switch? You said a little bit CrossFit in the community. Or was there a single moment or was it, did it happen over time? Like how can you help other people make that same realization? I think it's a, it's a gradual collection of information. Mm-hmm. But then I remember there was just a pivotal moment at the end of what year is it? 2017. I just turned 30. I remember about four years ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember just realizing I matter. Mm-hmm. I matter. And when I stopped looking at what I what I think I need to do to see if you want to be my friend, I just started being me. And it sounds so silly, but I, I listened. I I would. There was a TED talk by mm-hmm. Brene Brown. Oh, I love invulnerability. Ugh. Yep, I Please, watched if it. If you guys haven't seen it, it's the best. It's yep. got millions of views. Brene Brown and vulnerability, exactly. Yep. She said, the birthplace of human connection is vulnerability, mm-hmm. which what that means in layman's terms, if I show you exactly who I am and you like me for that person, yep. I actually know you really like me and that you really love me, and that's real. Mm-hmm. If I came today and I was like, hey, Jules, oh, <laughs> you look so great, Yeah, I know even if she likes what I'm doing, I know it's not real, so I don't feel seen and I don't feel heard, so I don't feel special or important. Yeah. And I feel like there was something about that saying, I don't need to please, I just need to show up and be me. Mm-hmm. And if who I am can elevate the day of someone else, that's what I'm supposed to do. So true. And that's really what it was. And I don't know how, yeah. I, it, it, I, I remember I had a few pivotal conversations mm-hmm. with my family and friends during mm-hmm. that time. And it started to occur that I matter and mm-hmm. what I feel matters. And I don't matter less if, if I met you at Mind Body Green and you didn't ask me to work out. Yep. And, or if you did, you're like, wow, that was a really bad workout. And I don't really like Jen. And God, <laughs> she really talked a lot. And what if you didn't yeah. like me, did it make me less valuable? No. No, it just means yeah. we didn't click. And right. that's okay. Right. Something about being okay with what you put yep. out in the world is important. Yeah. But I, yeah. And anyway. I think, and I think you can, like people, like you said, people can connect with you more. Like I felt that as soon as I met you. I mean, I didn't, I mean, I knew who you were, but I obviously, I was like, oh, she's on a TV show. Like, I don't know. What's she going to be like? 
And then as soon as I met you, you were so genuine and so real. And that I think is true. It helps people connect because they realize, okay, this person is really down to earth. They, you know, they're going to show me who they are Mm -hmm. and it forges those connections. So once you kind of realize, okay, I'm important, I'm, you know, I'm going to be vulnerable and be real you obviously still catch yourself on a regular basis, like going to those old tendencies. So how do you, how do you catch yourself or how do you it's make self, sure? It's yeah. self-awareness. Listen, as much as I'm talking now, there's yeah. just as much conversation up here. Oh yeah. I think that the most successful people on the planet are the people that have work ethic, um, you know, are a pleasure to be around, yep. but also have an accountability for greatness. Mm-hmm. You know, I wrote a post-it note on my, on my mirror and it says, be accountable for your greatness. Mm-hmm. No one's going to care more than you do about how you do. Yeah. Julie, you didn't have to come here today. You drove up from San Diego in traffic. <laughs> I mean, I'm making her pick me up food. <laughs> you know, you came because you you are passionate about what you're doing. And regardless of who approves it or not, you care and you live up to that level. Mm-hmm. I also think for people that want to be successful and um, want to be, how do I say it? Um... Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of tangenting. No one, no one. Uh, it's not gonna come together. My brain. <laughs> See, more it's conversation okay. now you're here. Different conversations. It's, up there. it's just yeah, well, because I thought of something, then I thought of another something yeah. else, and I thought of something. I'm like, uh, but my the reason I got sidetracked is because I was thinking, you know, The Rock won this award recently, and I'm sure I'm not sure if it was his father that said it, but he says, uh, it's nice to feel important, mm-hmm. but it's more important to be nice mm. and it, it's kind of a thing like no one's gonna be a kind no one's gonna no one has to live with your decisions but you right and if you want to have a full life a successful life a life that feels connection mm-hmm. with people you have to be responsible for that yeah so I mean I just think that like I do catch myself I mean down to walking in the gym and seeing burpees are running on the board yeah that's another moment to practice my success up here mm-hmm. I say okay shit <laughs> I really didn't feel like this today right. I could just go I'll just not do it today and I'll go tomorrow and I think no tomorrow is busy you're ready today give the best you can yep. and I'll even give myself like if I'm really feeling beat up with myself or you know or worried I actually have an anxiety now mm-hmm. going to gyms or like traveling like I was just in New York and I was at CrossFit Solace and there was this great wad and mm-hmm. I didn't want to do it because I thought I mean, traveling, I haven't really eaten enough today, and I don't want people to judge me for how I perform. Mm, mm-hmm. And it was written. I don't know if you feel that pressure as well because so you're Julie Fichet. <laughs> but I feel it because yeah. I'm on TV now, and people know that I'm a trainer, and I don't want to go in the wild and be like, well, oh, she's really, like, hmm. kind of out of shape. Like looking at your time. Right, yeah. I'm looking at my time. And, yeah. and part of that headspace used to be enough in this right. last six months to keep me from doing it. And mm-hmm. I thought, no, face it. What advice would you give somebody? Show up and do your best. If you yep. need to slow down, slow down. A lot of times what I'll do, I'll zo- whatever the weight is, mm-hmm. I'll go down five pounds or yeah. up five pounds. It sounds so funny because now – It gives you a little I extra can't. confidence. It's yeah. like Julie's, Julie's – I'm doing different weights. Yep. I'm going to move the way I need to move. Yep. And it and it takes me off of the board or people are mm-hmm. worrying about it. But I think that's what I kind of do, like the self-awareness, coming back to your question, of catching yourself mm-hmm. and redirecting your thought. You've mm-hmm. got to just be responsible and aware – of where your your default is, which yep. by the way goes into my book that I know we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. but your personality and your behavior defaults are what's going to dictate the way your day goes and what decisions you make. And yeah. the more you can learn about yourself and be aware, 
like it changes everything like yeah. i know it sounds so stupid because i'm the one in my brain mm-hmm. if there's running on the workout and i'm like it's a longer run i don't want to do it i say jen okay at the halfway mark you can walk 10 steps okay i give myself a 10 step right. walk once I start doing the run, I never take the 10 steps. Right. You're like, I can do it. I never. You build your confidence. I hit that. Yes. And I exactly. boom. And I go. And I'm like, you silly rabbit. <laughs> Why did you teach it to lie to yourself? But it makes me stay. Yeah. It sounds stuff, but stuff like that. That simple. Yeah. I'm so checking true. your meter time. Okay. Okay. We're good. We're good. Um, I did want to ask you too, before we get to the book, cause I do want to talk about that, about biggest loser and just about training oh, yeah. individuals who are so deconditioned and so overweight. Obviously you train here and across the gym where generally people are, you know, pretty athletic to start with if they're walking in the door. Well, not even, always. Even the weight they but, have is yeah. not where they're as Right. Hard. So what is, you know, what drives you to work with that population of people and what do you enjoy so much about it? Oh, good question. Okay, so first and foremost, there's no difference between my contestants and anybody else. The weight on them, it's just, it's like put on five weight vests and you might have an idea of what they're feeling. Priority one is keeping them safe and healthy. Yeah. And specifically, it sounds so funny, the feet and the knees. Yeah, with all that extra weight. That extra weight protecting against the pre-stress fracture and stress fracture and making sure they're okay. But ultimately, what I like doing, you can just see it on their face. Mm -hmm. The way... Uh, I mean, I like to initially start them moving, doing mm-hmm. a lot of strongman training. Okay. Which sounds like, really? But they're really good at it, right? Listen, man. Their bodies, believe it or not, have so much muscle on yeah. them because you've got to carry that load of the yeah. extra weight. All I want you to do is push or pull yep. or pick up and put down. Yep. Those are four easy commands. So it keeps it simple. I know I, I streamline it all, and but it also puts them through a threshold where they feel... That mental crash of, fuck this, I'm over it, right? Yeah, yeah. But they push past, Mm -hmm. and then it builds the confidence. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is just this layering effect of showing them what they're capable of Mm -hmm. and how easy it is for them to win. Mm -hmm. Because what they see in every situation, whether it's picking a a healthy (laughs) snack, walking into a gym, seeing the workout, they assume they're going to fail. Why try? Why try to eat healthy? Mm -hmm. Why try to go to a gym? I'm going to fail anyways. Mm -hmm. How can I keep this up? That's just bes- from the years and years of that's all, trying the, and failing. But what did I say earlier, right? Mm-hmm. I keep moving to prove to myself I can. Yeah. All they've done is, is to prove that they cannot. Mm-hmm. So that's the they're, they're working off evidence. Yeah. They're working off history, wouldn't you? Yep. So it's my job to come in here and redirect the, 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 like the flow, mm-hmm. right? Turn mm-hmm. the pistons around and get them working for themselves. In the beginning, I'm believing for the both of us. Yeah. They're thinking... You're nutty, dude. <laughs> we love you, Jen. Right. You're crazy. So in the beginning, they're actually doing workouts to please me mm-hmm. versus themselves. And what's really cool is you start to see this shift, shift. in them where they start fighting and meeting me halfway. Mm-hmm. And by the end, they're moving because they know they can and they're doing it for themselves and for the lives that they want and That's for their amazing. families. You know, yeah. it's a, it, and what's also cool, you see it in body language, you see it in eye contact, mm-hmm. you see it in, um, it sounds so funny, but working out in the ranch. Week one, everyone's a little slow, a little sad. Week yeah. two, can we have music? Yeah, you guys can have music. <laughs> Maybe then this could fi- be fun. Then they're fighting over who gets to play what music. Yeah. We start dancing. We start like, woo-woo. Like, you know, that's, yeah. that means confidence. That means yeah. I'm feeling good. The smiling, the joking, we're rotating who's cooking dinner. I've got confidence. I know what to make. Yeah. Right? I'm okay moving. It, it, <laughs> it, you, you just, they start to wear it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's really such a pleasure 
Well, that's the thing. Whether you got 100 pounds to lose or 50 pounds or mm -hmm. 10 pounds, just start winning. Yep. Build and that, that All you got to do, I mean, I was teaching class today. I thought, your best is always enough. Mm -hmm. It is always enough, but you got to give it. Mm -hmm. You've got to give it. If you keep sandbagging, yep. it, just like that vulnerability with you, if I know I'm going half-ass in a yep. workout, then I know I'm not really going to get better. And it's not going to... It's not going to award you with the feeling and the confidence that you deserve right. because you half-assed it. Right. And you're the only one who knows that. You're the only, you're the one, only one that knows you it. You have to live, uh -huh. live with that. Uh-huh. But, so I mean, they're just such great. And the hardest thing I will say with Loser, and my client said this to me years ago, and it's it stuck. You know, the outside changes a lot quicker mm -hmm. than the inside. Mm -hmm. They're dropping weight left and right, and they look in the mirror, and they see the same person that stepped on the ranch weeks earlier. Mm -hmm. So it's starting to let them accept the change and mm -hmm. conceive that they're worthy of it and mm -hmm. that they're worthy of the attention. I mean, the amount of times my, my, when my contestants are having a hard day, <laughs> I go back to the ranch. Day I send them pictures. Yeah, There is this uh, Vicky from this last season. Mama Vicky, oh my God, <laughs> I got a picture of her, like on a box, like beached whale, like yeah. she is like dying. <laughs> By the way, 55 years old, did every workout, wow. every workout, doing it, right? And then I got her like some weeks later and she's wearing the same shirt, but it's like, it's like here. It's like so, a dress. It's like a, and she's like, I'm like, show me that dress, Vic. Yeah. And it was like, and I just said, P.S., don't forget. Yeah. And she's like, oh my God. It's true. You know, we just, it doesn't stick in mm -hmm. our brains. The mm -hmm. outside goes, but the inside still remembers you a year ago. Right. And it really, it, it, it takes a lot of support, not only from the coach, but their, their social circles and their mm -hmm. family circles to help mm -hmm. them believe that they're worthy of the effort yep. and that they can sustain it. And like you were talking about earlier, so much focusing on what you looked like when you were fitness modeling oh. or for your performance. It's the same thing. It's like you can change what you look like all day, but until you deal with who you are and you start being that person yep, um, and really get to know that person. It's so s hard, but it's so simple because yeah. you know what the problem is? People are afraid what they're going to find. Yep. Let me tell you guys, I have come so far in my life and my understanding. And I had a conversation on Sunday with a good friend of mine and I was like crying because I got, man, I got so far to go. Yeah. I have so much more and I'm not afraid of work and I'm not afraid of looking at reality, mm -hmm. but I've got, I've got more to do. Oh, yeah. And it's scary to think, what will I find? What, you know, and how can I come through it? And all I, again, using history, I've managed to come through everything else in my mm -hmm. life. Whatever's ahead, I know I can do too. Yeah. And so that's true. what, by the way, the gym and the resilience and you completing a CrossFit Games, which sounds crazy. You're like, I did this. Mm -hmm. I can do that. Right. I could do med school. <laughs> I can have a hard conversation with someone I care about. You know right. what I mean? It just, it prepares you. It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. But we all have so far to go. <laughs> so speaking of which, let's talk yeah. about your book. Yay. So tell us, how did this come about? Where did the idea okay. come from? Okay. So here I am in Loser. I've got this platform. You know, my social media is growing. Yep. I've had this privilege, a humbled privilege to get to be in the lives of people. Mm -hmm. And now people want me to write a book. And I go, <laughs> what? Do I have to? <laughs> I don't know. And, you know, I think what I've constantly seen, especially from other fitness professionals are diet books, diet books, diet yep. books, that this is what you got to do to lose the weight. And I thought, what could I possibly contribute? There's all the books right. out there. There's all the information. And I actually got in a fight with my literary agent because she's like, you're doing this. We're going to figure this out. Mm -hmm. But I thought, okay, we all know that eat protein. Right. We all know drink water. We all know eat your vegetables. Mm -hmm. We all know now that healthy fats are good. 
We all know this information and the world has access to everything, right. but why are we still obese? Why is America getting fatter and fatter by the day? Because it's the application of what we're teaching. Right. You know, a mark of a great coach is someone that can teach anybody in the room, mm -hmm. that I can communicate in a way that you're going to understand and then mm -hmm. also in a way that you're going to understand and the way that you're going to understand, whatever that becomes. Yep. And I started identifying these, these motivating cues and characteristics back when I was just doing group classes. Because, you know, everyone's on the treadmills and I would say something and half the class would respond like, yeah, and <laughs> go faster. Then I'd have a few people like check their What's phone. <laughs> a couple of people slow down. Yeah. One person go to the bathroom and I'm like, <laughs> I felt like that was pretty motivating and half y'all just checked out. So I started saying, okay, coaching style. Right. But it was also in the way I applied food and nutrition programs. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, my book, which is Diet Right for Your Personality Type, okay. is essentially a diet book disguised... Oh, sorry, it's a, it's a life guide disguised as a diet book. This okay. is a book that basically allows you to... It's a, there's a personality assessment mm -hmm. that helps you identify, and by the way, celebrate your personality. Mm -hmm. I've got five core personalities, an organized doer, a rebel, a swinger, an everyday hero, and a never ever. Okay. Be proud, okay? Who you, who are. you are is who <laughs> you are. This is great. Yeah. But by evaluating and understanding who you are mm -hmm. and your awareness around it, now you've got some ammunition to do something about it. Yep. For the first time, I want people to see that they are an asset to stop looking at what's on your plate or what's mm -hmm. your workout, Julie. What do you do? Yep. And start knowing that the, the information is actually within me and what I need to do. So once you identify your, your personality, you're given a full program based on that. Okay. And so, for instance, if you're an organized doer, which I have a feeling you I are. I have a feeling just from hearing the <laughs> names, it's probably but, the one I, I mean, am. And by the way, these are names I just made up for yeah. like me. I was like, oh, like Rebel, okay, Swinger. like, And my publisher's like, oh, these are great names. I go, oh, no, no, I'm going to call them all like different beans, like kidney bean, black bean. They're like, that's a terrible <laughs> idea. No, leave them the names. So the organized doer, for instance, is a plan that when you wake up to when you go to bed, you know you what's got coming. everything written out for A you. lot of times yep. what I see with your personality is there's effort, you're self-motivated, but oftentimes they go the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. I had a friend that was running marathons and going and under-eating under and, and, and breaking down and mm -hmm. wasn't doing any care, and mm -hmm. she was losing weight but broken. Okay, they often, often run, no yep. pun because of the marathons, but yep. in the wrong direction. <laughs> so to set up a template of... Um, what's in each meal, yep. benchmarks to hit, and also a celebration of those. A lot of times personalities of organized doer, yep. they don't really celebrate their success, yep. which is why they end up going hard and burning out. Mm -hmm. Okay? So that's them. Whereas, for instance, I've got like, the swinger, which are, these are the people that you're socialites, they're adventurous, they're like, yep. what's that? I'll try it. Put some on my plate. I, I mean, don't care. Next They'll, day, something else. Right. Yeah. They're bounced workout to workout and like, Ugh, it's not working. Nothing's working. Right. Right. <laughs> they know the instructor's name. They set up coffee for everybody. Yeah. But because they're inconsistent and there's no really uh, long-term follow-through, yeah. nothing ever works for them. So like, they're like, well, nothing ever works for me. Right. And so what I do is I create a menu style option. So uh, I always, I treat them like these are my kids. So <laughs> you know how, I, I, I'm not a parent yet, but there's a lot of my friends that have kids are like, you tell your kid, like, you're going to come walk over here and sit down. Mm -hmm. or I'm going to come get you and you're going to sit down. Right. What do you choose? Yeah. They're really <laughs> not choosing, right? But I, they feel like they have a choice. You are going to be here yeah. however you want to get here. Right. And that's what I do with, like, my menu. So I have essentially breakfast, lunch, dinner. It's a menu options kind of a vibe. And they get to say, oh, I feel like and 
frittata today. Yeah. And they can and they, there's an adventure in the menu. But again, whatever those options are are hitting what I need right. calorically, nutritionally, fats to carbs, everything. It's all set up for them already. Yeah. But they think they're choosing. They're just choosing in my category right, right here. So then they're going to see more of the results. Exactly. So that's why it, it basically hones in on what those defaults are. And there's a whole, there's a conversation I have in the book as well as about behavior change. Mm -hmm. We have to realize that a lot of the reason why people fail is because they try to cold turkey change the behavior change who they everything. are. Change yeah. everything, Right? How is that going to work? Right. There's actually statistics. There's a, um, I talk about it in the book. It's called the Chance Theoretical Theory for yep. Change. Oh, yep. model for, <laughs> sorry, model for change. I love that you know. This is great. So essentially, I mean, you're looking at six stages, stages of change. Of change. Yep. You've got pre-con, oh, it's pre-contemplation, contemplation, preparation. By the way, we haven't even started yet, and those are three stages. Three stages. A lot of people are at pre-contemplation yep. or even preparation. They're not. They're not ready. They're and not. So whatever you do, they're not going to be. They're changing. not going to nope. go. I could short-term lose your weight, no problem. We've already talked about that, but yep. that's not my goal. It's long-term health mm -hmm. for what's going to really be working sustainable for mm -hmm. you. So, what's um. What's great about it, though, it was what, 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 the reason it struck me. It's it's 30 years of, of research and, and counting, but somebody that was going to quit smoking, mm -hmm. cold turkey, let's do it right now. Yep. Only three to five people, oh sorry, three to five percent of people are successful. Mm -hmm. So it's not a surprise that when somebody tries to do a diet, cold turkey, and doesn't consider any of the behavior, yep. only three to five percent are successful. Right. This is not about smoking. This is not about eating. This is about behavior change. Mm -hmm. This is actually this whole theory has been used a lot for. Um, People that are pre-diabetic, mm -hmm. that are you know on the verge of type two diabetes, and their life and death is imminent yep. uh, based on what they, they choose. on that path, and yeah. so it's trying to put them through the stages of change in order for them to be mm -hmm. uh, able to not just revert or, or I don't want to say revert decisions, but change habits, yep. not just for a few weeks to yep. get the blood pressure down but to sustain it. Right. And by the way, in the life and the schedule that you have, like you're traveling all this coming month, mm -hmm. what are based on your personality setting you up with an organizational opportunity? We have oh, to check your car oh, in 10 minutes. All right. <laughs> Sorry guys. Right. To, to be successful in, because that's how yep. you operate. Yep. It's so, so true. And it's, it's so, um, it's so interesting when you know about that because there's, People who, once you get so passionate about nutrition and exercise and you just want everyone around you to make those changes, you can start to recognize, okay, maybe my sister, you know, I really want her to start exercising yeah. and changing her diet, but she's pre-contemplative. She's not even thinking yeah. about it or she's maybe just thinking about it. And yeah. like, whatever you do, as much as you care about her and as much as you try, um, she's not going to change right now. But it's like all of that effort is not lost yeah. because what you're doing is getting her into that next yes. stage of change. So it's all about being patient. Such a good point. I love that you said that. And the other thing too, um, when you're um, op uh, operating through this, one thing I started to see a lot in my clients as well mm -hmm. is, so you're Julie, you're organized doer, and let's say I'm I'm the, a rebel mm -hmm. who are notoriously disorganized, yep. chaotic, but somehow effective, you know? Is that what you really are, Rebel? I'm actually Everyday Hero. Everyday Hero. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, And what's yeah. that one? Uh, okay, I'll tell you that next. <laughs> but a lot of Rebels I know are like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I, I, I can't keep this schedule. I'm constantly yeah. late. Why am I constantly failing? And I'm like, why A lot of negative self-talk. Why, yeah. why are you failing just because you're you? Yeah. Don't be Julie, be you. Mm -hmm. But in that chaos, let me give you some, like, I always joke that my, my rebels are kind of like bumper bowling. Okay. But they're going to party. Yeah. They're going to go whatever speed, <laughs> whatever way, but you're going to stay within the bumpers. Okay. And that's you what I give You just lay them. out some bumpers for Because they need for freedom. Because if I restrict them, yep. they're going to be like, 
oh, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. Yep. Not even try, not even start. Or or um, be unsuccessful after a few days. Mm-hmm. So that's why, again, you're not doing anything wrong. and you're not. No one's wrong. No one's messed up. No one, if I was only good enough or organized enough, yeah. stop it. Be you. It's okay, but let's pay attention to it. And the analogy I love to give is you're driving home from work and boom, pothole. Mm-hmm. You know when it hits so hard, you're like, your, your yeah. car hurts. You're like, oh my God. Oh God, I got the, a flat the tire mirror's for on. sure. Am yeah. I, you listen for the whap, 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 like am I, did yeah. I pop it? Let me tell you what, you come home the next day, you remember where that was, yeah. and you're like, uh, I remember it was somewhere between the, there it was, there it is. Yep. boom. That's all. It's going to be there. Your defaults are not going to go away. Yeah. I have my own tendencies that I still fall into, but I remember, I look for it, boom. I mean, a really great example, when I love going to dinner, I mm-hmm. love seeing friends, I love getting a cocktail, yeah. I love little appetizers, and I had had a long day. I had, I think my last meal was around 12 or 1, mm-hmm. and I go to this dinner, my favorite pizza place. Like, I already knew I was doing pizza. Right. But I think I get there at 7.30, starving. Mm-hmm. I have at least two glasses of wine mm-hmm. before the apps even come. And I'm like, oh, mozzarella sticks. We all get the mozzarella sticks. So now I'm <laughs> making, like, fried choices, even though I knew I was only having pizza. Yeah. I go through the basket of mozzarella sticks. Pizza's taking a little longer. I go through bread basket. Yeah. Pizza comes. Oh, now it's a party. Oh, I've never <laughs> tried this one. And I go home feeling shameful because I thought, what happened? I looked down right. at my plate. All the food had been gone. And I thought, was I awake? Did I enjoy <laughs> Was I present? Yeah. And then, so instead of being angry at myself or shameful, which is yeah. what I would have done five years ago, mm-hmm. I thought, okay, hold on. Your last meal was at 12.45, 1 o'clock. Okay, you didn't eat. It was 7 o'clock. You started cocktailing. Okay, then that's why I made those decisions right. that were bad. So then I think, okay, I cannot go to not my rule, mm-hmm. my pothole. Okay, I do never, I never go out to a dinner hungry. Mm-hmm. I'll have a serving of like almonds or um, algae or a piece of fruit, something in my stomach yep. to operate, like bring the shaker levels up and just kind of not be like yep. a crazy hungry person. I'm only allowed one cocktail before dinner. Okay. Whether it's a drink or want, whatever it is, I can have one. And if it's out, I'm out. And I can have another one with dinner. Yeah. But those are my rules. And when I follow my rules, my awareness, I should say, mm-hmm. I never falter. Yep. That's it. Yep. So it's all just figuring out what those rules are going to be for yourself. Exactly. That's awesome. So yeah. what's the what's the swinger? Or not the swinger. Oh, it's everyday, a, everyday hero. hero. Okay. Yeah. So everyday heroes are... Um, people that are last on their list. You often see them in parents. You often see them in service uh, mm. service jobs like nurses, mm-hmm. police officers, yep. trainers, where I would never take on an investment in myself mm-hmm. or any responsibility, even if that means running home to take an hour off to eat lunch yep. or s- fitting in my hour of workout. I would never take on anything that would be in competition with something I've already promised to someone else. Okay. Whether it's a family, a friend, a client, I would rather, I would sleep less, eat less, um, if there was one, mm-hmm. we go to a restaurant and there's only one salmon left yeah. in the menu. I go, Oh, Julie, you, you can, can have it. You, you can yeah. take it. I'll just get the, I'll get the chicken pot pie. <laughs> Great. I don't care. I'll take I'm like, pizza. I'll just take whatever food. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there is in a sense, we overwhelm our schedule so much that we lose in the moment, in the, in the, when the going gets tough, yeah. we hit drive through. We, what did yep. I have you do today? I did it. Yep. I coached all morning. I go, oh my God, Julie, food. Yeah. And I, and thank God you were at a place you could get like, a, she got like an egg and like a, like a Starbucks protein yep. pack. But otherwise, I, I mean, I, Chipotle is right there. Yep. I go to Taco Bell like nothing. I, I will do it. <laughs> so that's what starts to happen. And so for them, they really need a little bit of preparation. Right. So I call it like their emergency snack stash. Like in their day, 
that buys in the hour, whether it's uh, almonds, yep. a healthy bar, you know, a, m- a meal on the go, mm-hmm. because we are never going to put anything, we never put ourselves first. Mm-hmm. So when we get to those default moments, we have to make sure that we've scheduled or prepared ourselves to be ready. So even like right. workouts, I scheduled a workout with a person. I'll cancel on myself any day. Mm-hmm. I would never cancel on you. Right. I would never cancel on a trainer. Right. I would. I don't care if it's 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. I'd cancel on me like nothing. You, no, I would be there. Oh, yeah. It's and that's what community. it is. Yep. Totally. Yep. But so true. Those th- There's so many people who put everyone else above themselves, which is so important and like, what a ama- what an amazing quality oh to have God, yes but then there has to come a certain threshold where you make sure you have to make sure you're taking care of yourself because otherwise you really can't do your best at caring for the people oh around you you're gonna burn out yeah you're gonna be unhappy and it's a lonely ride by the end of my seasons when i film i get i get too far mm-hmm. gone and i find myself not eating enough that's why I eat all the meal plans they're they're very they're, they're not s- tons of steps yeah it's literally like slow cooker chicken salsa Hit Good. the go button. Yep. Okay. Minute brown rice. Boom. Like, it's got it. Again, they're never going to take on a big thing. Right. Not in the chaotic days. And also, it's it's also finding time for them to mm-hmm. slow down, to have like that daily 10 to, because, the, the, and the tough thing with these personalities, because I know I'm one of them, I know what to do. Yeah. But I don't do it. You do it for everyone and else. So we, and it's, <laughs> we, it's, it's hard on us. Yeah. If, if we yeah. could just be as good to ourselves as we're good to others, mm-hmm. we're, we're one of the strongest personalities. But so it's true. a really big if. So true. Yeah. Crazy, Oh, huh? this is exciting. Well, this will be. I think this will be super fun for people to figure out what their personality type is. Oh, and my then God, yeah. Think about, you know, how can they set themselves up for success. So where can people – when does the book come out? Where can people find it? Oh, my God. It? So go, it's on pre-sale now. So okay. go, go, go. You can go to, like, Amazon.com. They have everything. My right. book's on there. Um, or TeamJennifer.com. You, you can see my book in my tour section. I'm going on tour. I'd be oh, like exciting. a rock star. <laughs> uh, but it is on shelves February 7th. And anybody that orders before the 12th, there's like a little bonus like gift Ooh, in there for me cool wink wink um, it's worth it yeah it's worth it so there you go but uh awesome. yeah that th- that's the probably the easiest way very exciting yeah very exciting well i want to wrap up with three questions i ask everyone on the podcast oh, okay so um the first one is three things you do on a regular basis that have the biggest positive impact on your health three Top things three okay uh, it sounds crazy the moment i woke up wake up in the morning yep tall glass of water Yes. Do not go That's a day great. without it. I go, I slug it down. And just plain water, do you do like lemon or you, salt or I'm anything feel, crazy? I might do so, uh, lemon sometimes. Okay. Lemon, that's a great like, kind of um, cleansing vibe. Yep. I, get, yep. I know the power of, of lemon, but um, I just care about getting the water, water. or anything. I literally have it in my in my bathroom, kitchen, yep. right there, ready to go. It's set up. Boom. Chug. It gets me digestively going. Everything's good. It, I, I drink more water during yep. the day. When I don't do it, like today, yep. I do it. I, I might... Get that water it. before you start yeah, your I coffee, definitely. Um, uh, I hug as many people as I can a day. I do. That's I'm great. a physical touch person. Yep. It changes me. It changes them. It, it, it keeps me like that that beach ball in a, in a concert crowd. <laughs> it just keeps me popping and yep. popping. Like, I just feel great knowing I'm connecting with people yep. and spending time and knowing really letting people know that I see them and mm-hmm. I hear them. And it also makes me feel really seen and heard as well. Yeah. And Miss Everyday Hero. Huh? <laughs> Miss Everyday right, Hero. Right? Is it so me? <laughs> and then uh, I'm going to tell you one thing that I, I, I take. I take algae every single day. Mm. I mean, because I, I was going to say workout. Yeah. I love working out. We all sure. know why working yeah. out is good. 
I take this stuff. It's from watershed.net. Okay. It is chlorella spirulina. It's 1,000 tablets. Cost you $35. Mm-hmm. It is a plant-based protein. One change I made in my diet starting in like 2009, I was mm-hmm. going to Rwanda, and I was like, I need to get another source of food because I don't know what we're running into here because yeah. I was volunteering, and we're in the middle of nowhere. And uh, it's a plant-based protein that's a... Uh, it, it's a toxifier. It, it purifies your blood. Mm-hmm. It's a colon cleanser. It's 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 a, it's it's it digests further in your system than any other food on the planet. It is truly a superfood mm-hmm. that has done more for me in keeping me sustained in my days. It's mm-hmm. a great. I just throw the tablets in my hand. I feel like yep. it's a way to get more greens in. Okay. Um, my skin has never been closer to my muscle. Like I, wow. I used to have like this layer of kind of fat. I just. It's just, it's it's changed my life. I will not go a day without it. Wow. It's yeah. a good one. I haven't heard that before. Oh, really? It, it, it's un- like, it's even mm-hmm. now, like if I'm running around and I know I'm not going to be home for like an hour, handful of algae, boom. Wow. Now my metabolism is running. It's basically just a really super salad mm-hmm. and a handful. And a little chocolate. Pill. With water. I mean, All they right. do it in powder form too, but yep. I'm not going to, I'm not going to drink right, choke algae. Right. <laughs> no. Ugh. Yeah. You don't, like, don't want to chew it. Like, it's not like, right. this is delicious. It's not like chocolate covered. Right. It's just greens and it, but changed everything for me awesome there you go what about one thing that you think would have a big impact but you're not very good at working it in reading Mm. um i find that a lot of my success in my life has become because i've allowed myself to be the student as well as the teacher allowing yourself to learn as you obviously really know right now finishing up uh, with that stuff but Reading is such a wonderful way, whether it's blogs or Wall Street Journal articles or or even books and mm-hmm. novels, whether they're fiction or nonfiction. Right. Imagine that, reading books. I, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. To take in that information, I always feel better. I, yep. I feel like I'm a better communicator. I learn words. Mm-hmm. I have things to bring up to people and, you yep. know, it, it connects me to people. And I just simply don't. I do like once a week, tops. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's better than none. Oh, but that's true. Yeah. Thank you. I'm trying. Is there a favorite, a recent favorite thing that you've read or book or article or do you have a go-to? Diet right for your personality yeah. type. My book. <laughs> I'm sure you've read that a lot of times um, recently. Uh, what's it called? Uh, I was actually just given a gift, uh, the traveler's gift. Okay. And I, I'm about to start reading it. And But my friend Andrew at Reebok, Andrew Connor is one of my best oh, friends. He goes, good. this is, oh, you know Andrew. Yeah, yeah. He's like, this is going to. This is a good one. This should be good. So that's my... look into that. Yeah. Very good. All right. Last question is, what does a healthy life look like to you? Oh, gosh. It's simpler than it sounds. Like, you would think it's all Mm -hmm. these things. Try to move once a day. It's really a simplicity. Even it's 20 minutes. You move once a day. Uh, Move once. Hug three times. (laughs) And laughing unlimited. Yeah. Right? I feel like that's what it is to feel productive and to move so- towards something, all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But move once, hug three times, laugh unlimited. That's what I'll I say. I love that because it's about using your body. It's about connecting with people, having people in your life who care about that's who, all who we're you here care for. about. It's for and each having other. a good time. Yeah. This is a big world. And there are days I get to the end of it and, and I'm lonely and I think... Okay, you're not alone, mm-hmm. but it's easy to feel that way. So those are, it's truly that. Because the thing, the movement thing takes care of my water and my food. Because listen, <laughs> like, knowing I'm going to work out, I'm not going to Chipotle before the workout. Right. So I eat better. I drink more water because of it. The hugging is connection yep. and, f- and community and the laughter. It's like you got to know that if you're not laughing, if, if you got, what is that? Um, 
It's, um, I was going to swear. What's it like? Oh. <laughs> that permanent uh, <laughs> swear word, you know, permanent mad face. Get yeah. it off your face, man. Don't honk at people. Right. Start laughing. Right. Share the love. That's so it. true. People are everything. So true. I love it. That's yeah. beautiful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your thank time. You, and thanks for having me. Oh, my God. Of course. Let's go work out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. I had a ton of fun with Jen and it was so great to hear how her own personal experiences and struggles help her to connect with those she trains now. After all, we're all on this journey toward health together. So it's great to see what she's doing. Make sure you check out her new book, Diet Right for Your Body Type, which is out this week. To make sure you never miss an episode and to receive exclusive content from me, head to my website, juliefouche.com, where you can subscribe to my email list. Also, don't forget to share your stories. If you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please email me at info at juliefouche.com. I'll choose some of these inspiring stories to share here on the podcast in future episodes. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and consider giving the podcast a five-star rating on iTunes. Also, don't forget you can train with me by visiting beyondthewhiteboard.com slash juliefouche. I always love hearing your feedback, so please leave comments under this post on my website, juliefouche.com, and share your thoughts on social media with the hashtag JFHealth. Thank you again so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time on Pursuing Health. Pursuing Health.